I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome. Why don't you uh, come in, have a seat by the fireside? My name is Nicole, and I'm the host of Fireside Anthology. This is a podcast where we come to relax and, you know, just have a, have a good time reading some classical literature, relaxing. Um, it's raining here where I am today, and honestly, it's a mood. I kind of want to only record when it's raining it's just so relaxing and kind of really helps to set the tone for my readings um bit of a longer intro this week than most weeks um just wanna you know tell you guys a little bit about what you can expect here um I absolutely love reading aloud you know, I've, I've always loved trying to make the characters come to life, and I thought that other people might also enjoy that. I do have a very lovely production assistant, her name is Freya, and sometimes she assists by uh, running the Foley board. Um, she's new at this, so she can only really do like footsteps or uh like a drum kit um also because she doesn't have thumbs because she's a dog <laughs> so if you hear any puppy sounds that's my production assistant freya always jumping in on the ones and twos when needed um yeah so this first season we're kind of gonna span the gamut on genres suggestion we would love to hear it you know you're always welcome to leave us a voicemail at our anchor.fm site or dm us on social media um but the most important thing that you can do if you really like this podcast is to share it tell your friends uh subscribe uh rate us on apple podcasts show out and more people would be able to tune in and enjoy what we're putting out so without further ado i'd like to present this week's reading the cottage of lost's play 
by J.R.R. Tolkien. Cottage of Lost Play by J.R.R. Tolkien Now it happened on a certain time that a traveler from far countries, a man of great curiosity, was by desire of strange lands and the ways and dwellings of unaccustomed folk, brought in a ship as far west even as the lonely island Tol Eresia in the fairy language, but which the gnomes call Dor Fedwin, the land of release, and a great tale hangs there too. Now one day, after much journeying, he came as the lights of evening were being kindled in many a window to the feet of a hill in a broad and woody plain. He was now near the center of this great island, and for many days had wandered its roads, stopping each night at what dwelling of folk he might chance upon, were it hamlet or good town. About the hour of eve at the kindling of candles. Now at that time the desire of new sights is least even in one whose heart that is of an explorer, and then... Even such a son of Arendel as was this wayfarer turned his thoughts rather to supper and to rest and the telling of tales before the time of bed and sleep is come. Now as he stood at the foot of the little hill there came a faint breeze and then a flight of rooks above his head in the clear even light. The sun had sometimes sunk beyond the boughs of the elms that stood as far as the eye could look about the plain, and sometime had its last gold faded through the leaves and slipped down, slipped across the glades to sleep beneath the roots and dream until dawn. Now these rooks gave voice of homecoming above him, and with a swift turn came to their dwelling in the tops of some high elms at the summit of this hill. Then thought Errol, for thus did the people of the island after call him, and its purport is the one who dreams alone, 
but of his former names the story nowhere tells. The hour of rust is at hand, and though I know not even the name of this fair-seeming town upon a little hill, here I will seek rest and lodging and go no further until the morrow, nor go even then perchance, for the place seems fair and its breezes of good savor. To me it has the air of holding many secrets, if old, and wonderful and beautiful things in its treasuries and noble places, and in the hearts of those that dwell within its walls. Now Erod was coming from the south, and a straight road ran before him, bordered at one side with a great wall of grey stone topped with many flowers, or in places overhung with great dark yews. Through them, as he climbed the road, he could see the first stars shine forth, even as he afterwards sang in the song which he made to that fair city. Now he was at the summit of the hill amidst his houses, and stepping as if by chance, he turned aside down a winding lane till, a little down the western slope of the hill, his eye was arrested by a tiny dwelling whose many small windows were curtained snugly, yet only so that a most warm and delicious light as of heart's content within looked forth. Then his heart yearned for kind company and the desire for wayfaring died within him and impelled by a great longing he turned aside at this cottage door and knocking asked one who came and opened what might be the name of this house and who dwelt therein. And it was said to him that this was Mar Van Wetlivia, or the College of Lost Play, and at that name he wondered greatly. There dwelt within, twas said, Lindo and Vaer, who had built it many years ago, and with them were no few of their folk and friends and children. And at this time he wondered more than before, seeing the size of the cottage, but he that opened to him, perceiving his mind, said, Small is the dwelling, but smaller still are they that dwell here, for all who enter must be very small indeed, or of their own good wish become as very little folk, even as they stand upon the threshold. Then said Errol that he would dearly desire to come therein and seek a Vair and Lindo a knight's guest kindliness, if so they would. And if he might of his own good wish become small enough there upon the threshold. Then said the other, Inja. And Errol stepped in, and behold, it seemed a house of great spaciousness and very great delight. And the lord of it, Lindo, and his wife, Fair, came forth to greet him. And his heart was more glad within him than it had yet been in all his wanderings. Albeit since his landing in the lonely isle, his joy had been great enough. And when Vaer spoke the words of welcome, and Lindo had asked of him his name, and whence he came, and whither he might be seeking, and he had named himself the stranger, and said that he had come from the great lands, and that he was seeking whither so his desire for travel led him, then was the evening meal set out in the great hall, and a roll bidden thereto. Now in this hall, despite the summer tide, were three great fires, one at the far end and one on either side of the table, and save for their light as Errol entered, all was in a warm gloom. But at that moment many folk came in bearing candles of all sizes and many shapes and sticks of strange pattern. Many were of carven wood and others of beaten metal, 
and these were set at hazard about the center table and upon those at the sides. At that same moment, a great gong sounded far off in the house with a sweet noise, and a sound followed as of the laughter of many voices mingled with a great pattering of feet. Then Vire said to Errol, seeing his face filled with a happy wonderment, That is the voice of Tombo, the gong of the children, which stands outside the hall of play regained, and it rings once to summon them to this hall at the times for eating and drinking, and three times to summon them to the room of the log fire for the telling of tales. And added Lindo, That is ringing. Want there be laughter in the corridors and a sound of feet, then do the walls shake with mirth and stamping at three strokes in an evening. And the sounding of the three strokes is the happiest moment in the day of Little Heart in the Gong Warren, as he himself declares who has known happiness enough of old. An ancient is indeed he beyond count in spite of his merriness of soul. He sailed in Wingelgott with Arendelle on the last voyage wherein they sought for Kur. It was the ringing of this gong and the shadowy seas that awoke the sleeper in the Tower of Pearl that stands far out to west of the Twilight Isles. To these words did Arol's mind so lean, for it seemed to him that a new world, and very fair, was opening to him, that he had heard naught else till he was bidden by Vaer to be seated. Then he looked up, and lo, the hall and all its benches and chairs were filled with children of every aspect, kind and size, while sprinkled among them were folk of all manners and ages. In one thing, there were only all alike, that a look of great happiness lit with a merry expectation of further mirth and joy lay on every face. The soft light of candles, too, was upon them all, it shone on bright tresses and gleamed about dark hair, or here and there set a pale fire in locks gone gray. Even as he gazed, all arose and with one voice sang the song of bringing in of the meats. Then their food was brought in and set before them, and thereafter the bearers and those that had served and those that had waited, host and hostess, children and guests, sat down. But Lindo first blessed both food and company. As they ate, Errol fell into speech with Lindo and his wife, telling them tales of his old days and of his adventures, especially those he had encountered upon the journey that had brought him to the Lonely Isle, and asking in return many things concerning the fair land, and most of all, that of the fair city wherein he now found himself. Lindo said to him, No, then, that today or more like twas yesterday you crossed the borders of that region that is called la minore or the land of the elms which the gnomes call garlicion or the place of flowers now this region is accounted the center of the island and its fairest realm but above all the towns and villages of al minore is held coromas as or some would call it Tyrion, and this city is the one wherein you now find yourself, both because it stands at the heart of the island, and from the height of its mighty tower do those that speak of it with love call it the citadel of the island, or of the world itself. 
more reason is there unto than even great love for all the island looks to the dwellers here for wisdom and leadership for song and law and here in a great kion velns dwells mirila tonki now Corinne is a great circular edge, be it of stone or of thorn or even of trees, that encloses a great sward. Meryl comes in the blood of Inve, whom the elves call Invifel, he that was king of all the Eldar when they How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. That was in the days before hearing the lament of the worlds, and we let them forth to the lands of men. For those great and sad things and how the Eldar came to this fair and lonely island. 
Maybe I will tell them another time. But after many days, Ingil son of Inve. But after many days, Ingel, son of Inve, seeing this place to be very fair, rested here and about him gathered most of the fairest and the wisest, most of the merriest and the kindest of all the Eldar. Here now among those many came my father, Velve, who went in with the Nordorin to find the gnomes, and the father, Vair, my wife, Tulkastor. He was of Azulis kindred, but had dwelt long with the Shoreland Pipers, the Solim Simpi, and so came among the earliest to the island. Then Ingel builded the great tower and called the town Koromas, or the resting of the exiles of Kur. But by reason of that tower, it is now mostly called Kotiron. Now about this time they drew nigh the end of the meal, then did Lindo fill his cup, and after him Vaere, and all those in the hall. But to Errol he said, Now this which we put into our cups is limpe, the drink of the elder, both young and old, and drinking. Our hearts keep youth, and our mouths grow full of song, but this drink I may not administer. Drink, you only may give it to those not of the Eldar race, and those that drink must dwell always with the Eldar of the island until such time as they fare forth to find the lost families of the kindred. Then he filled Errol's cup, but filled it with golden wine from the cask of the gnomes, and then all rose and drank to the faring forth of the rekindling of the magic sun. Then sounded the gong of the children thrice, and a glad clamor arose in the hall, and some swung back big oaken doors at the hall's end, and at that end which had no hearth. Then many seized those candles that were set in tall wooden sticks, and held them aloft, while others laughed and chattered, but all made a lane midmost of the company, down which went Lindo and Vaere and Errol, and as they passed the doors, the throng followed them. Errol now saw that they were in a short, broad corridor, whose walls halfway up were arrasted, and on those tapestries were many stories pictured whereof he knew not at that time the purport. Above the tapestries it seemed there were paintings, but he could not see for gloom, for the candle-bearers were behind, and before him the only light came from an open door through which poured a red glow as of a big fire. That, said Vaere, is the tale fire blazing in the room of logs. There it does burn all the year, for it is a magic fire, and greatly aids the teller in his tale. But thither we go now. And Arol seemed that it said that it seemed better to him than aught else. Then all that company came laughing and talking into the room whence came the red glow. A fair room it was, as might be felt even by the fire flicker which danced on the walls and the low ceiling while deep shadows lay in the nooks and corners. Round the great hearth was a multitude of soft rugs and yielding cushions strewn, and little to one side was a deep chair with carven arms and feet. 
So it was that Errol felt at that time, and at all others whereon he entered at the hour of tale-telling, that whatso the number of the folk and children the room felt ever just great enough, but not large, small enough, but not overthronged. Then all sat them down where they could, old and young, but Lindo in the deep chair, and Vaere on a cushion at his feet, and a roll rejoicing in the red blaze, for all that it was summer stretched nigh on the hearthstone. Then said Lindo, Of what shall the tales be tonight? Shall they be of the great lands, and of the dwelling of men? of the Valar and the Valinor, of the West and its mysteries, of the East and its glory, of the South and its untrodden wiles, of the North and its power and strength, or of this island and its folk, or of the old days of Kur, where our folks once dwelt. For that this night we entertain a guest a man of great and excellent travel, a son, meseems, of Arundel, shall it be voyaging, of beating about in a boat, of winds and the sea. But to this questioning, some answered one thing, and some another, until a roll said, I pray you, if it be to the mind of the others, for this time, tell me of this island, and of all this island, most eagerly would I learn of this goodly house and this fair company of maids and boys. For of all the houses, this seems to me the most lovely, and of all the gatherings, the sweetest I have gazed upon. Then said Vaere, Know then that aforetime, in the days of Inve, and farther back, it is hard to go in the history of the Eldar, there was a place of fair gardens in Valinor, besides a silver sea. Now this place was near the confines of the realm, but not far from Kur. Yet by reason of its distance from the sun tree, Lindelos, there was a light there of a summer evening, save only when the silver lamps were kindled on the hill at dusk, and then little lights of white would dance and quiver on the paths, chasing black shadow dapples under the trees. This was a time of joy to the children, for it was mostly at this hour that a new comrade would come down the lane called Ulurimel, or the Path of Dreams. It has been said to me, though I know the truth, I, though the truth I know not, that the lane ran by the devious routes to the homes of men, but that way we never trod when we fared thither ourselves. It was a lane of deep banks and great overhanging hedges, beyond which stood many tall trees wherein a perpetual whisper seemed to live, but not seldom great glowworms crest about its grassy borders. Now in this place of gardens, a high gate of latticework that shone golden in the dusk opened upon the lane of dreams, and from there led winding paths of a high box to the fairest of all the gardens, and amidmost of the gardens stood a white cottage of what it was built, or when, no one knew, nor now knows, but it was said to me that it shone with a pale light, as if it was of pearl and its roof was a thatch, but a thatch of gold. 
Now on one side of the cot stood a thicket of white lilac, and on the other end a mighty yew, from whose shoots the children fashioned bows, or clambered by his branches upon the roof. And in the lilacs every bird that ever sang sweetly gathered and sang. Now the walls of the cottage were bent with age, and its many small lattice windows were twisted into strange shapes. No one, tis said, dwelt in the cottage, which was however guarded secretly and jealously by the Eldar, so that no harm came nigh it, and that yet might the children be playing therein in freedom know of no guardianship. This was the cottage of the children, or of the play of sleep, not a lost play, as has been wrongly said in song amongst men, for no play was lost then, and here, alas, only now is the cottage of lost play. Those two were the earliest children, children of the fathers of the fathers of men that came there, and for pity the elder sought to guide all who came down that lane into the cottage in the garden, lest they stray into Kur and become enamored with the glory of Valinor, for then they would either stay there forever and great grief fall upon their parents, or they would wander back and long forever vainly and become strange and wild among the children of men. Nay, some even who wandered on to the edge of the rocks of Eldemar and there strayed, dazzled by the fair shells and the fishes of many colors and the blue pools and the silver foam, they drew back to the cottage, alluring them gently with the odor of many flowers. Yet even so, there were a few who heard on that beach the sweet piping of the Solosimpi afar off, and who played not with the other children, but climbed to the upper windows and gazed out, straining to see the far glimpses of the sea and the magic shores beyond the shadows in the trees. Now for the most part the children did not often go to the house, but danced and played in the garden, gathering flowers or chasing the golden bees and butterflies with embroidered rings that the Eldar set within the garden for their joy. And many children have there become comrades, who after met and loved in the lands of men, but of such things perchance men know more of than I can tell you. Yet some there who were, as I have told, heard the solemn simpy piping afar off, or those or others who strayed again beyond the garden caught a sound of the singing of the Talili in the hill, and even some who reaching Kur afterward returned home, and their minds and hearts were full of wonder. The misty after-memories of those, of their broken tales and snatches of song, came many strange legends that delighted men for long and still do, it may be, for of such were the poets of the great lands. Now when the fairies left Kur, that lane was blocked forever with great impassable rocks, and there stands a surety that the cottage empty and the garden bare to this day, and will do long after the faring forth, when, if all goes well, the roads through Arvelin to Valinor shall be thronged with the sons and daughters of men. But seeing that no children came there for refreshment and delight, sorrow and greyness sprenced among them, and men ceased to almost believe in or think of the beauty of the Eldar and the glory of the Valar, until one came from the great lands and besought us to relieve the darkness. Now there is, alas, no safe way for children from the great lands hither, but Marili Tuliki hearkened to his boon and chose Lindo, my husband, to devise some plan of good. 
Now Lindo and I, Vaere, have taken under our care the children, the remainder of those who found Kur and remained with the Eldar forever. And so here we build it of good magic this cottage of lost play, and here tale old tales, old songs, and elfin music are treasured and rehearsed. Ever and anon our children fare forth again to find the great lands and go about among the lonely children and whisper to them at dusk and at early bed by nightlight and candle flame or comfort those that weep. Some, I am told, listen to the complaints of those that are punished or chidened and hear the tales and feign to take their part and this seems to me a quaint and merry service. Yet all whom we send return not and that is great grief to us, for it is by no means out of small love that the Eldar held the children from Kur, but rather of thought for the homes of men. Yet in the great lands, as you know well, there are fair places and lovely regions of much allurement, wherefore it is only for the great necessity that we adventure any of the children that are with us. Yet the most come back hither and tell us many stories and many sad things of their journeys, and now I have told most of what is to tell of the cottage of lost play. Then Arold said, Now these are the tidings sad and yet good to hear, and I remember me of certain words that my father spake to me in my early boyhood. It had long, said he, been a tradition in our kindred that one of our father's fathers would speak of a fair house and magic gardens of a wondrous town and of a music full of all beauty and longing. And these things he had said he had seen and heard as a child, although how and where was not told. Now all his life he was restless, as if a longing half expressed for unknown things dwelt within him. And it is said that he died among rocks on a lonely coast on a night of storm. And moreover, that most of his children and their children have since been of a restless mind. And methinks I now know the truth of the matter. And Vaere said, "'Twas like that to be one of his kindred that had found the rocks of Eldemar in those old days." catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.